Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Boy, this whole issue about the um, about climate change on the Paris conference has really got people worked up. Our last caller, and uh, I went a little long on the uh, segment, so I couldn't finish the call with him, but I was talking about the Rockies not having any snow. And I remember 1980, Lake Placid, New York, didn't have any snow for the Olympic Games. It happens periodically. And I uh, just got an email. I just want to read you an email that came from John. Your guest mentions the Rockies. Initially, the Rockies didn't have snow on them. There was no snow in that area. The southern Rockies were formed by volcanoes, and the Canadian Rockies were underwater somewhere near Tahiti, where I used to have a house and very much recommend as a vacation spot. Sincerely, John. Climate change is just a fact of historic reference. That's why they called it Greenland. They used to have vineyards on Greenland, didn't they, in the 16th century? Some of you may remember that. Not me. Um, It's time for our Beauties and the Beast segment. So if you can crank up that pot here so I can talk to Catherine Swift of WorkingCanadians.ca, LindaLeatherdale.com, LindaLeatherdale.com. <laughs> it's L. Leatherdale. There's no E there. But that's the old Twitter. The new one is L. Leatherdale. Every time I try, it doesn't let me do the E. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry an IT guy, Roy, because I am going crazy with this stuff. D- does Ian know this? <laughs> <laughs> and he better be rich too. <laughs> <laughs> and. And Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament, at Michelle Simpson, and that's what it says on Twitter, at Michelle Simpson. See, I don't have any trouble with Catherine Swift, or it's Swifty. Swifty, yeah. Swifty. Was that your nickname nickname in school? Oh, yeah. My entire family, we were all called Swifty. You get to get a little tiring. We're all called Swifty. It's it's unavoidable. Okay, you're you're Swifty from here on on this show. Oh, thank you. And Leatherdale. No, Leatherdale. <laughs> and Simpson, and Green. And Green. All right, so we've done a bit of talking about the climate and climate change on the program. It's got people worked up. It's got people angry. It's got people exercised. It's got people expressing opinions. It's got people saying they're not allowed to express opinions because if they try to do in in polite company, the company becomes impolite. And uh, we also have the Nanos survey I've been talking about, and we'll talk about more tomorrow, take more calls on, where uh, Canadians, 73% of Canadians either agree or somewhat agree that climate change represents a significant threat to our economic future. Just under 70% agreed or somewhat agreed that Canada's reputation on the global stage has been hurt by our previous approach to climate change. 72% believe that the science of climate change is irrefutable. The majority of respondents, or 66%, said they support Canada going forward with a new climate change targets, even if they result in significant job losses in the oil patch and uh, support for ramped-up climate change targets was lowest in the prairies, where only 45% agreed or somewhat agreed. And when it comes to doing their part, 63% of Canadians said they're willing to pay more for certain products in order to help the country meet its environmental commitments. And in North Vancouver, they're going to get stickers on their gas pumps, like the cigarette, like the tobacco warning stickers on a pack of cigarettes. So... um. I'm going to step aside here. Oh, oh, $2.6 billion, uh, $2.6 billion, the Prime Minister says, is going to go to the Global Climate Fund, the UN Climate Fund. 
Where's that money coming from? You you are all three money people. You understand money. You're in the money business professionally, not so much me. Uh, the, the number that, of the color that is most associated with Roy and money is red. Um, but but the prime minister says $2.6 billion. Where's the money coming from? Do we have it in the bank? Are we going, as I said earlier, into overdraft? Or is it part of the $30 billion he's going to borrow to improve Canada's infrastructure as part of the election campaign promising? Who wants to start off here? I'm just going to put my seatbelt on and hang on. <laughs> well, I'll start just to say that the $2.6 billion was not in any election promises, any budgeting or anything. So this has uh, come right out of thin air. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, I don't think there's any answer as to where it's going to come from other than debt. It's going to be debt. There's debt. no other possibility. Debt and taxes, Catherine, you well, know. debt is taxes, as we all know. Current, yeah, today's it, debt is tomorrow's taxes. So, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I, I, what are we, lemmings, Roy? Are we lemmings? I like some of the comments that I just heard you say about the history of the earth. Come on. Was there not, if you believe the Bible, a flood around the world? Think about this. Dinosaurs were extinct. What the hell happened there? They weren't driving cars and gassing up. And let's go to Muskoka. That is beautiful, beautiful. Linda, the, Linda, yes. settle down. I'm sorry, but I'm so outraged. <laughs> Look at Muskoka, the, the land of the rich and famous. It's from the Cambrian Shield when the Ice Age went back. Come on, guys, get a light. Something else I want to put out there. Didn't the U.S. government have something called HARP in Alaska? Where were they setting radio waves up to the atmosphere and the deputy minister admitted that they were able to control weather patterns? And then you had Hugo Chavez saying, well, their flood was caused by this HARP. You know what? There's just too much out there. But we're, don't be a lemming. Don't, and this, no. this survey, we're all being lemmings. We're being led down the... Garden path one more time. Okay. But, okay. okay no. But Linda, we don't know what path that is. <laughs> Based on the Nanos poll, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, to my way of thinking these days, uh, in some respects, this has become a political feel-good situation. It's politically correct to be discussing these things. And you hear about targets, and Alberta's, you know, Notley with her target and B.C. with their targets. Number one, how realistic are they? And number two, uh, where's the strategic plan, the detail to, to achieving those targets? Because, you know, you, it's nice to pull a number out of the air, and that's what I'm concerned about with the Paris talks, that, you know, there's this whole political contingent going over with Mr. Trudeau, I'd really like to know how many climate change experts there are that really know something about this, other than just this uh, photo op, as, as I see it. And I'm just, I'm really concerned about that. Do you know, Michelle, know you, know what what I mean, you know what it reminds me of? It remind, reminds me of the, uh, the, the fan clubs that used to exist for rock stars. And you got a little card and you signed it, and then you were not allowed to not like that rock star anymore because you were a member, a charter member of the fan club. And I think there's a climate change fan club <laughs> no, that has developed it's, over it's, the Michelle years. Michelle is totally right. And when I, when I see any issue going political and getting away from facts, which this issue really has, it, it makes me nervous. And there's many, many issues you could cite. This is by no means the only one. But it is the order of the day, it seems. It is the, the current thinking and really, the people driving it 
are a lot of these green groups, many of whom I always laugh when, when uh, you know, some politician, somebody finds out they've got, of any political strait, they've got a U.S. advisor. The U.S. green groups are pouring tons of money. Like the Tides Canada. Foundation, maybe? Tons. Tides is one. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Tons of money into Canada. And uh, to to and, uh, and spewing garbage, uh, not not factual at all, to influence people's thinking. And when I saw that poll you sent around, Roy, and I hadn't seen it before you sent it, I thought so. Sixty six percent don't care if there's jobs uh, lost in the oil in the oil patch. Uh, I, I would bet every single one of those people in the sixty six percent do not have a job in the oil patch. Let me let me let me ask you something. Is it not likely? That if jobs continue to disappear in the oil patch, there will be ripples, oh, maybe waves felt in the You're rest of the economy. It's already Alberta supports the rest of the okay. the rest of the country. Okay, everybody. Do they not think they're going to get nailed? Where bring, 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 bring it down just a little bit. Oh, just a little bit. We might blow a mic. We might just a little a bit. Mic. Let me just read you a couple of tweets that have come in. Um, uh, from. S. Roman, from Roman, to your last caller, it is a scientific fact that the past 150 years temperatures risen by risen by 0.08 stable here in Toronto. Here in Toronto is colder. Um, Alberta Energy. It has recently come to light that the FBI funded. I'm not sure. I I can't read this. I funded a university IT department to experiment with de-anonymizing. I don't know TOR users. Um, I should read pre-read these. Um, let me see. How was the survey completed? Statistics, renewables are not ready. Uh, Roy, let's match every job lost in the oil sands with a job lost in the federal civil service. Fair, eh? Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> that, that, that would be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that would. And, and the push for government and authority access will never end. If it can't be achieved legally, they'll take it underground. Well, you know, one thing about all those taxes and cap and trades and stuff we saw announced over the, like, Alberta, Ontario, and there's undoubtedly more to come, is that uh, there's absolutely zero assurance they're going to go to anything to do with the environment. They are tax grabs, pure and simple, by broke governments who can't control their spending and who are ruining taxpayers' livelihoods in the process. And when I look at what's happened in Europe, we want to look whether it's cap and trade or whatever. Every single thing that's been done in the name of climate change has killed jobs, has wrecked the conventional economy, cost taxpayers a ton of money, uh, created such an expression as the energy poor. This is common in Europe. They're called the energy poor because they're paying so much just to heat their houses, you know, to do what they absolutely have to do that they can't afford other stuff. All right, I have to take a break. It hasn't affected the environment very much, if at all. Catherine, Swifty. All right. <laughs> Greeny. I have to. We're going to have to call you Swifty. Greeny now. I have to take. That could take on different oh. connotations, Roy. Does that I mean have... you're for the green movement? Well, exactly. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. I think he's suspect. Hold on. Hold on. I, and let's, let's make it understood, clearly understood, that if you disagree with the climate uh, agenda, the climate change agenda of the United Nations, that doesn't mean you don't care about the environment. That doesn't mean that you don't have an environmental conscience. That doesn't mean that you don't care about how to taking care of what's around you. Exactly. That, that, uh, and it's absolutely. so. It is. It is almost the default position of people who uh, are absolute fans, unmitigated fans of the climate change argument, to turn uh, into an attack any challenge of someone who is 
opposed or has questions. That's why a lot of people won't bring it up because they don't want to be attacked. I know. They get tired of being attacked. They don't want to deal with it anymore. They have questions and they don't want to deal with it anymore. We have the, you know, I mentioned the Fox News poll where uh, last week, they, or a couple of days ago, they released it. They asked Americans, American citizens, what are the uh, issues that threaten this country? There were 11 issues that were raised by the Americans in the Fox News poll. Climate change was number seven of 11, and it had 3% support. It was down from 5% in August. So with all of the pro-climate change arguing that's going on, all the pro-climate change positioning that's going on, you, and all the media support for the climate change arguing uh, argument, you would think that they would have greater public support than they do. Now, this, the Nanos poll suggests that a majority of Canadians are on side, so I want to be fair about that. But we also have to remember that our environment minister said in Paris that, um, let me find the, the, the actual words. I've got all this paper here. The, uh, I don't have the paper in front of me. It's here somewhere. Anyway, she, she said that, uh, that whatever the numbers are that, uh, that are agreed to in the negotiations are not going to be legally binding. Exactly. What, what's yeah. the point? Yeah. What's the point? Well, that's like how Kyoto. come that's not being a, how come that's not being railed about by, uh, by media who support the climate change argument? Anyway, I have to take a break. We will come back with the beauties in just a minute. Something I don't do all that often, I'm going to quote the CBC here. Canada on Friday backed the U.S. approach to major climate change talks in Paris, saying uh, any carbon reduction targets agreed to at the negotiation should not be legally binding. The announcement by Environment Minister Catherine McKenna could irritate host France, which wants the deal to be enforceable. That would be politically impossible for the administration of the United States President Barack Obama, However, since it's clear the Republican-dominated Congress would not ratify any treaty imposing legally binding cuts on the United States. So, if you're going in, and going in, you know, that anything that is uh, negotiated in carbon reduction targets is not going to be legally binding, how is this one different from any of the, the other ones that preceded it? It isn't. It definitely isn't, right? Uh, Michelle, and you were in government. You were in government. Go ahead. That's the the warm and fuzzy that's being sold out there. And to Catherine's point, you know, it's another way, in some respects, of grabbing tax dollars. And growing government. People feel good about it. I'm contributing something. To what? There is no plan. There is no plan that I know of. They're going to set targets and... There isn't a plan, and it's not binding. So other than kind of warm and fuzzy when you go to bed, gee, I did something for the for climate, you know, and get your your uh, pocket picked at the same time, I, I, I just don't get it. Let me get a caller on the air. Matt is in Calgary. That's where, um, you know, Calgary, Matt, you know, you've been hearing 66% of Canadians. Are saying if a lot of jobs are lost in the oil patch, as long as Canada meets its climate uh, change objectives, that's just fine. What do you say? Well, um, I think the the sad reality in this town and much of Alberta is, first of all, currently I, I believe the the job losses are around fifty thousand. That's official, but unofficially, it's more like a hundred thousand when you consider all the the contractors and and um, other folks that don't kind of show up on the radar. Um, some of those folks are working, but as as you, somebody mentioned before, they're they're working at Sobeys instead of 
you know, supporting their family. So, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize, or many people do realize that one third of the Canadian economy directly and indirectly is related to oil because a lot of, a lot of the suppliers out of Ontario, out of Quebec, out of BC, out of the States, you know, their, their livelihood, their bread and butter is supported by the, the oil patch. Now, having said that, I'm one of these people too, that I'm very concerned about the environment. I'm concerned about doing things responsibly, but from my view, this is just a big grab. And unfortunately, uh, I think that really we get the government we deserve. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, if, if a majority of the people say, well, let, let a critical sector of the Canadian economy go down, fine, but then what's the net benefit to us? Uh, you think no, about you think about all the by, the oil byproducts that uh, that, are, that are in everything we use on a day to day basis. Everything that we use, Absolutely. everything. You know, I said earlier. I think it was to Patrick Moore that North Vancouver and now maybe the city of Vancouver proper will be having warning labels like cigarette yeah. uh, warning labels on gas pumps. Right. Well, that's almost going to. You could almost have a cottage industry just creating labels, so you could Correct. label everything that contains any oil byproduct. Yeah. But I think here's here's the challenge, and even these climate uh, carbon reductions miss the real picture. Because and Matt, I have 20 to, seconds. I'm sorry. Okay, they tend to our target industry, but really the main carbon contributor is transportation. So of those folks, are we going to just shut off our cars and start walking and riding bicycles? Fine, we can do that. But, you know, the people that are flying their jets to Paris, let them roll across the Atlantic. Let them actually be accountable for I like their that idea. They could swim. Thanks. I like that idea. I think I'd like them to swim. Matt, no, Matt, 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 Matt thank you. Hold on. Over Matt, there, hold on. Hold on. Beauties, hold on. Matt, thank you very much. Very thoughtful yeah, thank call. You. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Very thoughtful. Yeah. We're out of time. Oh, and Matt was very oh, smart. That was a nice we were just It was a very thoughtful call. Up. Well, maybe we can uh, do something, do a follow-up tomorrow. I'll be in touch with you, okay? All right. Sounds good. Right. Hey. Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Linda Leatherdale, and Michelle Simpson. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs>